Season 3 of Westworld is finally here. On this episode of The Pour Over, Dylan and Joe chop it up on the Season 3 premiere of Westworld, Parse Domine. In Futuristic LA, the hosts have become the guests. Let's pour it all over. What's up, listeners, and thanks for tuning in to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe. And Dill. Each week, we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning coffee well that went fast dill um mm-hmm. we didn't even get to finish our abbreviated series on black mirror and here we are with the season three premiere that just happened uh yesterday for us mm-hmm. um so oh well i guess you know i i think we we're just waiting for this anyway and we're like <laughs> how long can we drag this out <laughs> Um, so on this episode of the pod, we get to open the discussion on the third season of Westworld with its season premiere titled Parche Domine. It looks like Doris is having a lot of fun in LA right now. But, uh, before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Porver boys. What's up, man? What's up? What's up? Again, back to our roots with the Westworld. Yes, sir. It's kind of refreshing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Different I've never, vibe. or it's been a while since I've just had to kind of sit and wait so long for a show to come out, you know? <laughs> it's usually just yeah. all on Netflix or whatever, and I'm just like, ah, we waited for a while for this one. Oh, yeah, and like the experience of watching it live, you know, quote-unquote mm-hmm. live, and then, um, you know, not being able to see the next episode is is definitely a change-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is what TV used to be, I guess. <laughs> right. Oh man. Um so what have you been brewing lately during this uh Rona invasion? Mm. Rona mm. invasion. That's right. Yeah, so I um I took a somewhat of a, a risk maybe. Um so I actually ordered some beans on Amazon. Okay. Yeah, but they're well known beans. So I, I ordered a bag from Intelligentsia, I think okay. I think yep. based in Chicago. Uh one of the yeah. bigger they're like one of the big threes, big I think, third in coffee. Wave, yeah. Yeah, but I ordered it through Amazon, which was kind of, I wasn't sure. Cause there's like a coupon or something for, for coffee. Uh-huh. So it's like, oh, well, I'll try it. Right. Like, is you know, the roast date on Yeah, right? is it going to be fresh? You know, it's like, a, like I was reading some reviews. I was going to order, um, I was going to order a Stumptown bag, I think. And then I was mm-hmm. reading the reviews and they're like, this, this expired like last year or something. Oh, sure. I was like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. Um, no, and I, I saw Intelligentsia and then like on Amazon, it said it, it won't be ready to ship for like one or two days. And I was like, does that mean like they're mm. trying to get the stock? Is it going to be more fresh? Mm-hmm. I was like, with the coupon, I'll try it. I'll try it out. Um, and it's relatively fresh, about like 10 days. Okay. So that's not bad, actually. That's not too bad. Yeah, yeah. I, I was kind of, you know, expecting like a month, two months or something. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know if this is just how, how it works for Intelligentsia or I just got lucky and they just restocked. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it was about 10 days. And so I ordered what's called their Frequency Blend, I guess. I okay. think it's their classic blend. Got taste notes of almond, dried fruit, milk chocolate. Um, I brewed it this morning for the first time. I think I still need to dial it in. I think it's a little under extracted, but um, I think I could mm. definitely taste that like milk chocolate kind of hits kind of notes, a little sweetness in there. Nice. Um, yeah, but the body was a little little thin, so I think I need mm. to you know uh, grind it a little more fine. 
Yeah. But yeah, so maybe Amazon might be uh, something that's like a real option. I don't know. I, I'm was still it? hesitant. Like, what, next time, will the bag yeah. be super old? Like, if I order this in like a month from now, will it be from the same rose date? You know? Mm hmm. Um, so I don't know. It is a risk and it turned out okay for me, but yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. What about you? What you've been brewing? Uh, I have been, uh, brewing the Kifa Hari from Boston Stoker. It's a Kenya coffee. And I picked this up actually the other day when I was, um, kind of like thinking about stocking up for the, uh, Corona stuff mm, yeah gotta, gotta get those beans just like yeah. toilet paper you know you gotta get essentials too. yeah uh but uh it's a it's a pretty good cup i um i'm particularly interested in the flavor note of curry oh that they uh mentioned yep on the label so it has flavor notes of white grape cherry and curry oh, what and <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's quite a combination. Yeah, I I don't know about that one, but okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so we'll see we'll see how it tastes. I've I've had um one cup of it already, and I definitely taste like the boldness, like mm. a bit of the spiciness of it. Okay, but spicy. <laughs> I don't know if I'm reaching, but uh, it, it's it's a good cup. I'm not. I mean, yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say it's bad. Um, I'm I'm searching for the curry. Uh, I'm searching for the white yeah. grape. That's so yeah. interesting. Hmm. It's it's an interesting range, right? Yeah, yeah. So is that is that what convinced you to get this bean specifically, or was it just like, oh, this curry? You know, like how did that factor into your decision making? Mm-hmm. It was on sale. Yeah. So they had they had a um on, they have a sale for this particular bean. I was asking about it, and they all mm. were freshly roasted too. So okay. it was just on sale. Nice. Two dollars nice. off. Hey, yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's why I bought mine, right? It's all about the coupons. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Nice. So what have your coffee thoughts been during this time? Yeah, you know, we've already made a couple of references to the corona time um, and not the beer. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, just trying to think as people are, you know, self-quarantining, whether they're forced by, you know, local government or just by, you know, wise decision making. Kind of mm-hmm. like what what does human connection look like for us now? Like what's that mm. mean? Like you and I, you know, we, we're talking through the internet right. as we usually do. Correct. Um, but now it's like even the people where I would see them on the regular, um, I, I'm not going to be able to. So like, yeah, what's it look like to try to have community in a time where you can't physically be in the same space? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with technology and stuff now, maybe now like this is an okay-ish time. Um, to to try this at least but mm-hmm. yeah just trying to think through different things where like you know groups of friends used to get together i uh, can't do that anymore then right what what can we do you know like right um so, someone suggested like maybe we play board games online or something like apparently there, there are different options for that I, I don't really know but oh like on websites yeah or, yeah or something or like something? that yeah so yeah, I don't know. So just trying to think through, yeah, how do we stay connected? What's connection even mean? So, mm-hmm. yeah, what about you? Um, my coffee thoughts have been to keep calm and carry out. Mm-hmm. Carry out that food. Because uh, I live in Ohio, and um, they 
yesterday just ordered for all bars and restaurants to be closed by nine o'clock mm. and for the foreseeable future for dine-in. Yeah. And uh, they're all they're asking for all these uh, places to only do carry out. Mm. Yeah, City of Dallas announced that today, actually. So, oh yeah, it's becoming the norm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to you know keep a cool head about everything. I know there's a lot of information going out, um, and it's hard sometimes just to see the information as what it is. And not see it as fear mongering Mm -hmm. because, um, you know, I'm of the mindset that the more, you know, the better, um, and that the more informed you can be, the, the better prepared you could be for things and situations. Um, and so, yeah, I think sometimes the information can be scary, but, um, I think, uh, in a way it it helps, uh, equip us. And, uh, I think that should be something that we kind of take with um, a certain coolness to be able to, you know, support one another. And uh, also, you have to be patient with another during this Mm -hmm. time too, because not everyone's going to be reacting in the same way, the same way that you do. Um, So just to be, be calm, be an example of that, but also to uh, be patient with other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was talking to a friend. I'm just like, this is unprecedented kind of territory, at least for us in the modern age, not really having to do with this. So yeah. we're just trying to figure it out. This is like the big um, kind of catastrophe of our generation, right? Yeah. Well, like we've had two in our lifetimes. If you think about like national like catastrophes, nine eleven, and now this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. But I think they talked about like every hundred years, there's like a there's a big kind of um, plague or big kind of viral thing going around like Mm -hmm. before it was the spanish flu or i think it was a black plague that was like in the early 1900s i'm not sure yeah someone was mentioning about kind of it's normal i guess it's part of nature Mm. Hmm. interesting i don't know what that means i don't know how i should interpret that (laughs) (laughs) wait hold up no black plague was like 1300s never mind oh I think sure, I meant the sure. Spanish flu. Yeah, Spanish <laughs> flu, I think 1918, I think was when it was. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, who knows? We just go mm. go with what we're given, I guess. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay, um, swerve. Let's get back into this Westworld discussion. We are not medical experts, y'all. Yeah, we know true. nothing. Neither of us are medical experts. You um, would have been one deal, but. Um, oh, yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know about that. That's, curved. That, that's that's very um generous of you but <laughs> anyways you know given the craziness of our current world uh we're going to talk about some more crazy in, in a fictional yeah. world though so yeah like joe said we're, we're starting this week with season three of westworld feels like it's been a long time coming mm-hmm. so yeah just a quick little recap of episode one um yeah, so this week we're talking about um, Parche Domine. I, I don't really know. They they they're not helping us out with these they, they, yeah. episode. Titles. I don't think anyone said this word these words in the in the episode. So yeah, well, I don't think they ever say like when they did all the other ones like Trump Lloyd. No one said. Yeah. Did they say Trump? I don't. I think, think they so. did say Trump Lloyd. I think they I did know. say Trump Lloyd, but I don't think they said some other ones. So yeah, we don't know how to pronounce these. Yeah. Phrases. So, you know, people can look it up. They got the internet. 
Um, so yeah, this, this is the first episode of Westworld season three though. Um, mm-hmm. so for those of you who haven't heard of the show, one, where you been? Also, if you're mm. listeners of our show, where you been? Where you at? Yeah. Um, and two, this is a science fiction HBO series based on the 1973 Michael Crichton movie of the same name. So Westworld is set in the not-so-distant future where humanity has developed the technology to make human-like robots, which they call hosts, uh, and they have an ever-evolving consciousness. Some hosts, like Dolores, have become so sentient that they've chosen to rebel against humankind and create a world for themselves. And that's kind of where we pick up in Season 3, mm-hmm. immediately where Season 2 left off, right? With Dolores infiltrating the real world, quote-unquote, and confronting those that use her in Westworld. So she first visits this man named Jerry, who has visited Dolores in Westworld before. Mm -hmm. And, you know, she just kind of torments him with images of his first wife, who apparently he he murdered and abused and all these kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. basically used technology. um, She uses technology to steal his money. And then he tries to attack her and ends up um, swinging after a digital hologram of Dolores and kind of face plants on the edge of the pool. He dies. Um, yeah, basically some, <clears throat> um, maybe you would call justice there. I don't know. Similar kind of thing to his first wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then next, we get introduced to a new main character for this season, played by Aaron Paul, uh, his character named Caleb, who's struggling to te- keep a good job, and he resorts to an underground app called Rico that pays for people to commit crimes. Um, yeah. And he's insistent on only doing the petty crimes, like A to B's, no personal jobs is just what they're calling it. Yeah, so like not heavy crimes, like mm. murders and like um, some other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we also get some other supporting characters in here. We get Lena Wade, Marshawn Woo! Lynch, okay, yeah. um, who are Ash and Giggles. <laughs> Beast mode. Yeah, yeah. And they do all these underground jobs on Rico also. Um so also it turns out Charlotte Hale has come back um, as an interim CEO. So uh, we know there's some some backstory with that with the previous seasons. So we'll see mm-hmm. how that kind of plays out. Yeah, but she kind of has this authoritative presence um, and she wants the host production to continue. And then she's also framing Bernard um, as the person behind everything that happened in the park with the massacre in season two. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Bernard, um, we see yes, him. Sir. Yeah, he's he's working like as a butcher or something, some type of yeah. meat harvesting place under a different alias. And these two other workers find him, they ambush him, but then he engages his old persona and basically just takes him out. Yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. So, yep. yeah, and then Dolores continues her plan to get information about Rehoboam, this uh, strategy engine built by Liam Dempsey Jr.'s father. And, um, yeah, her plan to take control of that, get more info on that, is kind of derailed by the head of security, um, which, when he knocks her out. Uh, but not for long, though, because Dolores beats Martin and then replaces him with a host. So we just got host yep. on host on host. Hey. Um, yeah, so being at the right time, Kayla finds and rescues Dolores, who um, was hurt during the gunfight. And then elsewhere, we see Bernard. He's actually going back to Westworld. And we even get a quick glimpse of Maeve, who's in, I guess, World War II world, Nazi world mm-hmm. or something. Nazi um, world, yeah. Trying to punch some Nazis. Yeah, yeah. So I guess yeah. Bernard is trying to team up with with Maeve. And then we'll we'll see where, where, where we're going. So, mm-hmm. you know, season three introduced with a big bang. 
Yes, sir. Uh, what did you think of this first episode? Man, I just kept thinking on, uh, you know, after the point in which Dolores um, uh, kind of like turns the tables on Martin, I was like, man, we already have a host human swap, like mm-hmm. already. Like the takeover is beginning. That's kind of what I was thinking the whole time, like between yeah. uh, Dolores and Charlotte and and this new host, Martin, we got like a like a host takeover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Dolores building her army out here. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I was I was just amazed again just at their like world building skills. Yeah. You know, I felt like everything in the previous seasons was sort of just building up to this when we enter the real world, the outside world, and just be able to see what a technology like advanced society kind of looks like. Mm-hmm. Kind of we we already see even in that first little opening scene with Jerry, like all this different technology that he's using, right. like it seems so like seamless, kind of like mm-hmm. it's just part of the world and they introduce us into it and we see it. And so I, I appreciate that. Um, yeah. Yeah. And this, this episode had a lot going on. Yeah. It's definitely like Black Mirror, like you're saying, like things just seem so seamless and accepted. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah, at this point in society, we would have, like, these little wafers we put in our mouths to help us sleep better. And, uh, like, yeah, we would um, have this giant machine that looks like like a giant um, gobstopper or something (laughs) in the building that, like, monitors things happening all around the world, predicts human behavior and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that, that company, I guess, called Insight, is that tech company? Yeah. Um, just made me think like it's like it's like if Silicon Valley was on steroids, mm-hmm. and like technology was like basically ruling the world. Yeah, they definitely had some like shout outs to our present day. I think, um, like mm. when we we find out because you know Caleb Aaron Paul's character, he's going through counseling and he has his friend Francis right. Um, yeah. who he's talking to on the phone all the time. But it turns out that that's like an AI. Because um, mm-hmm. Francis, I guess, died when they're serving in the military or like doing something else in their previous life, kind of. Right, right. Um, yeah. And then I guess Aaron Paul or Caleb is also like applying to jobs and stuff. And then he gets called. And then the person is informing him that he didn't get the job. Mm-hmm. And they're talking, having a little back and forth. And then Caleb's like, no offense, but... Are you human? Are you human? Yeah. Yeah. And that, I mean, was it like one or two years ago, Google was introducing their like Google assistant who could call oh, companies. Shoot. And that was like the, the question, like, is this ethical where you could have a computer call someone mm-hmm. and they don't know that is not human? Mm-hmm. Um, so I feel like that's a direct, like they just added that in because of what's kind of going on in terms of technology, ethics and that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I feel like there's a direct shout out to Google. For sure, for sure. Yeah. 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 What would you think of just like the opening scene though? Just like with Jerry and then like Dolores being introduced, first time we've seen her in the season. Um Yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking like powerful, like um Dolores is obviously tapping into all the technology that is in the real world and she's taking advantage of the fact that um, humans have made 
kind of their life so intertwined with technology mm. that you know she had some quote in that um in the beginning scenes about how like oh it's funny how you like surrounded yourself with yeah. more people like me than people like you tactical um, error <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it's like oh wow he really really effed up there mm. um but uh yeah i thought i thought that was kind of foretelling of everything else that could happen in this yeah. series that like ultimately technology is going to get the better of us mm-hmm. and that you know I was surprised too that like how is Rehoboam actually not already infected or how is it not already rebelling against humankind like the person who created Rehoboam or is controlling it must really have some power or some control mm-hmm. for it not to be taken over already by um the hosts yeah yeah so i don't know what you thought about that yeah so just gonna touch on both of those things like, i think the opening scene like dolores is just a boss you know like, yeah like i really liked just that opening introduction to her in this new season mm-hmm. and like just the whole um even the visual of just like the human he's like bound up on the ground basically begging and she's like towering over her him mm. kind of um just this power play there um, right and just thinking like how far we've come from those days in sweetwater when she's picking up the tin can off the ground and being like teddy i love you um <laughs> you know like now she's like yeah, in, she's the boss in now. these like really really cool dresses like riding motorcycles out in the <laughs> world like man uh, we've come a long way. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. That. And then like the whole Rehoboam thing, um, it kind of gives me sort of flashbacks to the park and that like they're trying to find out this architect, this kind of original person that made it and mm. like maybe making me think of like Arnold um, and stuff too. So right. I'm still like, I, I know this is the first episode. They're just kind of laying the scene out. Uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like some of those things like, should have been explained a little bit more in my opinion Hmm. like they're just like oh yeah there's this giant floating ball Rehoboam it knows everything I was like (laughs) what like where'd this come from yeah Um, so some of the things I'm like Mm. not really bought in on yet yeah like and even even just like I know just because they don't have time and I'm sure it will be explained more as the episodes go on but like even things like Rico I I I had to like look up what that was you know, like I had to read about it in some like article because oh, like, yeah. like they, they sort of explain it, but not really. So yeah. a couple of like very specific technology things or things that are tied to the story where I was like, I, I feel like I'm missing some background information. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's probably my, my only really small criticism of the opening where, I mean, they, they have bigger fish to fry. So I, I understand but sure. yeah yeah i think like uh Re- rehoboam and rico and all these like little things kind of remind me of the the things we saw in season one like the maze mm. um like you know talking about the valley like a lot of these unknowns will like become more known and hopefully they become fleshed out as opposed to like kind of like falling flat like i think the maze at some point kind of kind of just gets confusing at some you know it's kind of like this just kind of this idea and it didn't really become anything literal like it wasn't actually a maze or anything like that but um and also i think it's interesting because like rehoboam is like kind of lauded as this like godlike thing Mm -hmm. in in the real world and it's kind of like how the hosts had these like 
godlike things or like kind of these things mm-hmm. that were like untouchable in a way, like the valley and the maze. And I think it kind of harkens back to season one, except now it's like the humans and not the hosts mm. uh, with like these big towering ideas or um, like uh, technologies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I'm, I'm most curious really about Caleb's storyline, but more specifically about like this um, underground crime stuff mm. like that actually like with Rico that actually interested me the most. Um especially when they introduced Lena Waithe's character and Marshawn Lynch's character. Yeah. Um, like, I think it was just something new that yeah. I didn't expect the show to kind of get into um, and uh, kind of refreshing to, to introduce kind of a different, to kind of get away from mm. this whole like host stuff uh, to kind of like anchor it in something kind of human. Like, you know, we all do like, you can't really get rid of crimes. Like crimes is always going to be around. Mm. And um, it's like kind of just felt kind of like Grand Theft Auto-y. Like just yes. kind of interesting in that way. That was the yeah. first thing I thought of when when Caleb opens his phone and opens the Rico app. I was uh-huh. like, is this GCA? Like <laughs> with the, and then after yeah. he finishes the ATM heist, it's like mission accomplished, accept your money. Yeah. Um, <laughs> which I, I could actually see like if this ever became a thing, it would kind of be like that because they like mm-hmm. gamify it a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like even just going into season three, knowing that they're in the real world, like this is uncharted territory for them because before we just really confined in the park. Mm-hmm. And now um, they could take this in any direction, basically. And right. even when I was like kind of thinking about my expectations going in, I was like, this season could either be amazing or it could be terrible, like mm. just depending how they want to take it and mm-hmm. like if it's believable or not. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the whole like Rico and all that stuff, I think is it is pretty interesting to me, too, just to be able for them to think about how will technology influence society, not just like mm-hmm. with these hosts kind of specific to the Westworld story, but how yeah. is it integrating itself elsewhere in the world? And so the Rico app or yeah, just yeah, the whole just in general, stuff. but like Rico, yeah. like as a specific thing to point to, to mm-hmm. be like, Oh yeah, this is how technology is working itself out in the mm-hmm. world. Um, and I think we'll just see more and more glimpses of that, which is like one of the things I think that in- interests me and kind of excites me about Westworld as a whole, when we can see like them using some type of technology that we don't have yet. And then me mm-hmm. thinking like, Oh, I could actually see that becoming a thing. Right. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I think like uh, I think they are going to weave the two together, especially because I think so like Rico and like all this crime stuff is like is not so that um, the working class can like steal money from the working Mm -hmm. class. It's so that the working class can make more money off of doing things that the bourgeoisie or like these like really wealthy people are doing. And yet the wealthy people who don't get those kinds of outlets in their life, go to Westworld. Mm. So it's like, um, even though they're getting these people to do like these dirty stuff, they're going to Westworld to get the same release. Yeah. Um, so I wonder how like, uh, kind of Ash and Giggles are going to interplay with like this whole other world where it's like the things that they do is like fantasy and like things that, 
um, yeah, just like a fantasy for the, like these rich people. Mm. Uh, and then also like they're kind of this new band of um, characters, right? Yeah. That I wonder how they're going to intermingle with like the two sides that we see already, like Bernard and Maeve versus mm-hmm. Dolores and um, Charlotte. Yeah, yeah. Caleb is in some ways the new William and that like mm. even before we had this this human character that was seen interacting with the host and all that kind of stuff. Like, I mean, later we learn, you know, William's role with Delos and stuff. But before all that, he just, he wasn't exactly neutral, but he felt like he was like the in-betweener, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, he's a guy in the park, you Mm -hmm. know? And then there's the host and Delos, all that stuff. And I feel like Caleb is a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Although, you know, in season or episode one, he's already, he's already being connected with Dolores. And so... Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. I mean, that's even more of a William Dolores kind of kind of mm-hmm. vibe, but um yeah. Yeah, both so we'll, we'll see. Both in similar ways, right? Like kind of they just happened upon each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like even right before that Caleb's whole line when he was talking to Francis the AI for the last time, he's like, "I think mm-hmm. in order to move on, I'm going to need to find something or someone real." Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess to him, this, this could be a thing, you know, like some, some woman that was shot randomly and just falls into your arms. <laughs> like, okay, um, there's something yeah. there, but at the same time, yeah. Wondering what, h- how this whole new story arc with him and Dolores will even affect his past experiences. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I think, uh, not William, I was about to say William. <laughs> I think Caleb is like the perfect person to have been there when Dolores was injured because mm-hmm. had it been anyone else, I mean, they probably would have called the cops. They would have been yeah. like, whoa, what's going on here? Like, um, can I get you some help? Can we take you somewhere? But you can kind of tell that Caleb is like not about doing things the quote unquote right way mm-hmm. or not about like... Um, yeah, playing in the system. Like you could tell the way that he was talking to Francis over the phone. Um, so he he's I think he's searching for something like something real, obviously, and mm-hmm. significant. And I think this is kind of that serendipitous like meeting that him and Dolores have in which he can do something like special or something like yeah. spectacular. Yeah, and like he's already open to the the crime, sort of. I mean, not the mm-hmm. personals, but he he's kind of the tie in to that kind of underground world. And then Dolores out here making her own like host criminal team as well. And mm-hmm. so like just how those might come together. Um, Ash and Giggles maybe being thrown in there with Dolores and and her yeah. gang. I don't know. So it's interesting. Kinda, yeah, they kind of remind me of a. Uh, um to those two from uh, uh, Umbrella Academy. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about that, too. Did you get that too. vibe, too? Yeah, yeah, a little bit. I mean, they're, they're characters, right? They're supposed to be a little bit, not, not exaggerated, but, you know, unique. Um, mm-hmm. Just as supporting characters, too. I like Marshawn Lynch's, like, shirt with the different emotions on it. Yeah, that light up. Yeah. And, it, like, when, when they blow up the ATM, it goes from bo- bored to amused. I was like, <laughs> okay. I, I like the small little touches like that. Yeah. Um. He yeah. had like two lines or something. Or like yeah. one of his lines just like uh, definitely or something. What did he say? <laughs> I, I can't remember. I think um he's like, I'm definitely not okay or something like oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's the only thing he said. Um so I 
I'm not sure about Marshawn Lynch's acting abilities, um, mm-hmm. but we'll, I guess we'll see in, in future episodes. Yeah. But yeah, again, it's just interesting. I think this is like Westworld taking a turn just where the possibilities are endless. Um, mm-hmm. New characters, new stories, new um, setting, basically. Um, yeah, so I, th- yeah. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to see where they take this season. Um, but yeah, what what'd you think about Bernard, though? Yeah, man, let's get into that. Um, Bernard... Uh, shoot, where should I start? Yeah, that's uh, a lot. Man's like a farmer. Like, I don't know what happened to him yeah. after Westworld, but he turned into... Uh, I think he's under some alias, right? Like, he's trying to stay undercover, so mm-hmm. he became this, like, scavenger slash uh, butcher guy. And it's almost seeming like they're in prison, kind of. Mm-hmm. Like, by the way that he was confronted by those two kind of gangly people... Um, like he was in prison, he was like in the shower about to get like assaulted yeah. by these two big guys. And then he like takes over and then like activates Bernard mode or something mm-hmm. and then like totally shuts them down. But I'm very, um, confused about what's going on with him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know exactly, um, kind of how he got there. Um, but yeah, I don't know what you thought about that or what insights you had about um, his his uh, character so far. Yeah, I mean Bernard Bernard can grow a beard pretty well. Um, is one mm. of my main takeaways. Mm. But um, man's yeah. looking good. Yeah, man, I, I like the look. You know, bald but got the beard. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. It's interesting. <laughs> like I I had to think about like what was even happening because. He was doing like the self-diagnostic and stuff, asking mm-hmm. himself questions, talking to himself. Right. Like, I guess he's he's utilized what's happened to him in the park, um, where he was he was being controlled, and then he was doing all these things that he didn't even know that he was doing. And so he kind of split right. personality or like, mm. like he had like two user accounts on his computer, which is himself or something like that, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's <laughs> making use of that and he has that button, right. which like turns it on. Mm-hmm. Um, oh yeah. He had that little switch. Yeah. Which that's like, I, I guess he can't get rid of that like Bernard, like user or whatever um, personality um, because he's, he's using it both. Like he's, I don't know. He like can't trust himself. Mm-hmm. It seems like, cause he's asking himself like, have you seen Dolores? Um, would you lie to me? Those kinds of things, which I mean, it gives me the vibes of like when he was interrogating Dolores back in the other seasons, those kind of flashbacks with Arnold when he was like kind of testing for like fidelity or whatever. Yeah. Um, and now he's doing that with himself. Mm. Um, so I feel like kind of pushing that, similar idea a little bit deeper or taking it a little bit different direction um mm-hmm. so yeah i don't know because he's being blamed for the giant massacre mm-hmm. um, and i guess he's trying to hatch a plan while also hiding um mm-hmm. and at the same time he again just can't trust himself because he has these split right. personalities and so his his character just continues getting more and more complicated Right. Um, which interests me more, but at the same time, I also feel confused. Kind of mm-hmm. like you. I'm just like, uh, I don't 
There's so many things going on at once for him. Yeah, for him. And then for us, like trying to understand what his motives are now, if he's still, you know, obviously he can't stop the fact that the hosts are now invading Mm -hmm. the real world. That's already come to pass. So now what is he trying to do? Is he trying to find Dolores now and, and, and kill her and put a, put a stop to this. Yeah. Um, and I distinctly remember the conversation he had, she had with him about how now we're both in this world. We need each other, but mm-hmm. we're not, we are, we are not, um, kind of like, um, on each other's side or mm-hmm. something like that. So, um, yeah, I just wonder like what his motive is, what he's trying to do. Um, I think he's probably trying to figure that out for himself too. Cause, yeah. um, yeah, he just found himself in this world. I don't think he, we really know how he got there. Like yeah. he was just in this interrogation room again with Dolores and then they both like walk out. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that was a question. Cause she, Dolores didn't have to bring Bernard with her out mm-hmm. of the park. But she did for some reason. Um, so, yeah, and I guess Bernard, like, I guess he can't trust the humans either. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I feel like a su- potential solution, because Dolores is infiltrating the real world, inserting, like, Charlotte and all these different people mm-hmm. in there. Like, does Bernard have to do this alone, you know? Yeah. Um, which I guess can't just, like, yeah. tell somebody? Yeah, I can't go to the police or something. I don't know. That, that probably wouldn't end well. But, um, yeah, so I guess that's why the episode ends with him trying to seek out Maeve in Westworld. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah, again, Bernard, he's got a wild ride. (laughs) Like, yeah, that's all I can really say. Big question mark on him. Yeah. Yeah. So I I think we'll we'll see some pretty good confrontations later on in the season between, Mm -hmm. like, Bernard, Dolores, Maeve and Dolores probably, too. Definitely. Um, yeah. And just trying to wonder, like, these new hosts, you know, what, which old characters are these new hosts? You know, like, yes. is someone Teddy? Is some, you know, like, who is this Charlotte? Yeah. Who is the who Martin? Who the hell is she? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's pretty good. Uh, behind the scenes afterward. Yeah, that's what, uh, that's what, uh, gosh, Jeffrey. Jeffrey Wright's character yeah. said. Uh, that's what he said, the actor. Yeah, ooh, the character of Jeffrey Wright. Oh, it's, it's just a simulation, who? bro. It's a simulation. <laughs> a simulation in the simulation. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. Oh, man. Yeah, man. Uh, this this first episode was good. I yeah. could definitely say it was. It took a second watch for me. Like I was mm-hmm. kind of telling you before the show, like to uh, just kind of like uh, take it all in, mm-hmm. so to speak. Um. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't think on, on the first time watching it, I really appreciated. I, I don't think I appreciated how much effort and, like, how much was going on in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, every character had a unique setting and thing they were doing. And, like, this first episode alone must have cost them so much money to make. Yeah. Like, I think they're traveling all over the world and it's just like ridiculous. And like, I don't think they can keep up this level of production, even for HBO. Right. Um, It's just for a whole season. So, yeah, I I was They're just upping the production Mm costs. Like season one was this, season two was up here, season three is like 
traveling to Singapore and yeah. other places. Yeah. Yeah. And this, uh, this, this really gave me, I don't know if you've watched Altered Carbon. It's like a Netflix show. Oh, no. I saw a reference to that somewhere, though. Yeah. Yeah. It really gave me Altered Carbon vibes. Um, that, that's based on like a book series, but basically it's another, it's kind of like a steampunk kind of thing, but they they have the technology to upload human consciousness and into like these little disc things. And then mm. you can change bodies, basically. Oh, wow. Um, and they just call their bodies sleeves. Um, and so it's different. Like these are hosts in Westworld that can do that. They can just change bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, but then in Ultra Carbon is people doing it. And so it just kind of gave me that that kind of kind of vibe as mm-hmm. well. Just as like, you know, they just replaced the human Martin with the host Martin. And so. Right. Yeah. Just but like, it's not it's, the original human Martin. It's not yeah. the original Martin. It's uh, the original Martin is dead. Yeah, but it just kind of makes you yeah kind of question if if the people can't tell the difference, then like what difference is there? Obviously, there is one, mm-hmm. but maybe not so obvious. And so I think Westworld yeah. is just kind of pointing at a lot of those, and it's kind of been that way the whole time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I was just saying, in season three now, you know, I think we're just going to see a lot of um, the perspective shifted to the humans. I think. Whereas in the mm-hmm. previous episode, previous seasons, it's just all about the hosts learning about themselves, becoming sentient, and mm-hmm. now they're out here observing all the humans. And like uh, Dolores has a line, I think, in that introduction with Jerry, where it's just she says it, it's difficult to get off of your loops. Mm-hmm. Um, which you know, that's shout out to them in the park. And so, yeah, I think it'll just. I think this season will have a lot to say about people. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I'm looking forward to it. Well, anywhere else you want to take this discussion? Hmm. <clears throat> I don't know. I just feel like there, there's so much that any direction that this could go, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, I, I appreciate this first episode. I'm still kind of cautious to see how they will take the season. I'm not, like, all bought in. I feel like... Season one, episode one was like the peak of like, oh, I love this. I, I'm in for whatever. Yeah. Um, but this one, I'm like, okay, like still cautiously moving forward. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I'm I'm interested. Yeah, I'm interested too. I, I would really like them to move f- more away from the the host takeover thing and, and mm. kind of dive more into the human aspect of it, like you said, like with... um maybe getting more into the whole um, uh, Ash and Giggles storyline or just focusing more on Caleb's character. But I know they're going to just continue a lot of the Maeve versus Dolores stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it'd be cool to have like a fresh take on the series by looking through just like the human lens. Yeah, I think they could potentially lean too much on that host um, confrontation and like mm-hmm. one, one of my big worries even just watching the first episode is like i i just i don't want dolores to just be super op and just be able to do whatever <laughs> she wants you know like yeah even even in her interactions with like some of the security and all that stuff she like totally just destroys them 
Yeah. It's, it's always interesting when like something super overpowered gets challenged. Like mm-hmm. when Dolores uh, is stopped by Martin for at least just a little bit, mm-hmm. it kind of added some intrigue to it. Yeah. Cause you're like, Oh, like what's going to happen now? Yeah. So I, I hope, yeah, they just don't run too far and that doesn't get like too, too far away from them where mm-hmm. the hosts are just out here being crazy, like doing the stuff. And it's just, yeah, kinda, just anarchy. Yeah. But I I have faith, so yeah. yeah I think we'll good see. good first episode. Um, looking forward to the rest of the season. So yeah. All right, sounds good. In Ford we trust, right? Mm. Well, now it's uh time for a weekly segment. What's making you happy this week? And um, yeah. So Dill, man, what has ma- been making you happy this week? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on in the world, as we've already talked about. Um, so trying to find joy in the small things. And so for mm-hmm. me, you know, for, for my school, they've actually decided to go online for the rest of the semester. Hey. And so, you know, there's, it's like good and bad with that. Um, but for me today, I kind of set up my, my school from home desk, basically, Um just All my, right. my, my little area where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be here doing my classes, doing my work. Um, whereas before, I just just kind of didn't really have a permanent space to be working at. Mm-hmm. And so now I kind of cleaned off this desk, set up my monitor and stuff. So, yeah, just being making me happy, I guess, that I have my own little space here and that I can kind of work here. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, just trying to be... Trying to be happy wherever I can get that, I guess. Even though the world outside super chaotic, but yeah, yeah. What about you? What's making you happy this week? Yeah, um, you know, I think this week uh, I'm appreciating um, just the the different um, relationships I have in my life. I know, like, there's a lot of hysteria out there right now, and uh, you know, it's it's uh, like we said at the beginning of the show. Um, you know, it's important to be considerate of others and be patient with one one another. And, uh, I think, you know, out there shopping today, I felt like I was getting some looks like kind of like what you doing out here? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, like, you know, full disclosure, uh, Dylan and I are both Asian. Mm -hmm. So just thinking about this situation and reading up about the different kind of, um, microaggressions, I think a lot of uh, Asian Americans have been experiencing lately, I found it comforting to have people who um, see me for who I am and know mm-hmm. me, um, and uh, and um, you're not not afraid of me. I guess it sounds yeah. kind of ridiculous, but uh, it's it's nice to know that um, yeah, like your own still has your back, mm-hmm. and that you know when compared to some things we experience outside of those close relationships, uh, you you kind of um, are grateful for them. Yeah. Yeah, man, it's real. People just trying to find answers in anything. So even mm-hmm. if it really doesn't make sense, um, if it gives them some type of control or peace, they'd be like, all right, I take that. Yeah. Um, even if it hurts others. So yeah, man, Sad, but it's true. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm glad that you can be seen. Yeah. Thanks man. Yeah. yeah. I see you too. Ooh, thank you. Thank you. Hashtag avatar. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, yeah. Like like we've been saying, looking forward to the rest of the season back on that Westworld grind for us. 
and mm-hmm. being able to watch it not two years late or whatever we were like hey, wait, we yeah. actually be be on on time we with this are, yeah so may, maybe that'll help too with um our, our listenership like people will, will be like ah this this isn't old mm-hmm. news but it's current i even tried to do the live uh live um instagram stuff man yeah i hope you're following that. that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. good stuff yeah, so definitely, um, hopefully, as people are watching Westworld, definitely give us feedback on the show. Give us your thoughts, things we maybe didn't cover, because mm-hmm. honestly, there's just way too much to even just talk about it all. So, yeah, looking forward to the rest of the season. And we'll see where this goes. Yes, sir. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us, and take care. Peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah.